0: My name is Kennedy Johnson. I am the CEO and founder of Green Book Travel, Social Fabric, and John International Beauty Company. And I am also the queen mother. My royal name is Zosami Na of Dakima in northern region of Ghana. This is Diversified diversified
1: game. 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 Game Game.
0: A podcast giving
1: entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys are going to be hearing from true royalty. I have Miss Kennedy Johnson, Queen. And she's going to get all into it, how she was the first African-American to get this title in this region. And I really want you guys, you know, while you're watching, or I know the majority of you are listening, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, our latest partner in Freetown Sierra Leone at African Young Voices, when you hear this, in the description box, wherever you're at, there may be some more information that you can find out about what she's doing, because she is an entrepreneur. She's really the sixth wonder, you know, of the world. And you can check her out on Instagram with that name. So Kennedy, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, thank you for for coming on. I I really don't know where to start. So I'm going to let you lead and, you know, how you got to where you are, and I have to give a warning to those who are watching or those who will follow you on Instagram. you're one of those people who can take a picture and they all come out great. And she can keep her clothes on. She's not like an iG model, you know, she might have some big bikini stuff out there because she's really at the beach in Africa enjoying, but some of y'all are thirst trapping there's no there's no thirst trap on your stuff. It's pure art. It's like, I mean, I'd almost think you're in the NFTs, but tell us how this began, your interest in travel, Africa, and just entrepreneurship.
0: So uh, my love for travel started at a very young age. I was raised by my grandmother. I am a Detroit, Michigan native, and we used to do weekend road trips um, to the countryside, Chicago, and also, my love for books. So just reading childhood books, you know, once upon a time in a land far away. Um, so I'm a Pisces, so I had this vivid imagination. So once I got older, I began to um explore a little bit more. So I did grow up in a fragmented household. So um, and I'm I'm also a teen mother. So my life, uh my life path was a lot different than a lot of people, or or some people may be able to relate a little bit more. And um, I wasn't raised by my mother or my father. I started traveling um, about 15 years ago on my own. And I, you know, I was doing the Miami, uh, doing regular, you know, um, I I don't wanna say regular because I don't like Talk that talk, talk
1: (laughs) that talk Kennedy, talk that talk. (laughs) Miami is regular if you live in the States. That's
0: regular, schmregular. No. It's like yeah. <laughs> you, you have to, you have to. It's a place to explore everywhere. So I, I started doing domestic destinations and um, Caribbean and cruises, and throughout my travel, I realized that there was not any representation. Now my grandmother always had us in front of a camera since I could even remember. When my grandmother passed, our family did not argue about property. They didn't argue about uh, material things. They argued about who's going to get the photo album. So my sister, she actually was able to hide some of those. So we grew up in front of the camera, uh, you know, pr- way prehistoric <laughs> IG days. And so um, I, I wanted to be able to capture that. So I, I just created, uh, I made myself my, mute, my own muse, so to speak, because I wanted to re-image what travel looks like um so that people can feel inspired especially from a girl from the east side of detroit we aren't cro- we aren't still crossing city lines yet alone uh going to different countries and um exploring uh, exploring this vast world so there was a bit of a shift um my influence just from taking my pictures had grown within my my social network, so people start asking me, you know, hey, can you host this trip? Can you do this? I've always been enterprising, and I've always wanted to make sure that I can take as many people who look like me along as well, right? So I was hosting all of these events and hosting trips, and then I actually had opportunity to uh, work for a urban luxury travel brand and um, learned a lot of things, and I put together a trip. Um, I went to Africa for the first time in twenty fifteen and I took my daughter with me and it was just it, it you know we put Africa on our our vision board, our bucket list. This is something that we just like you know fantasize about, and to be able to do it and explore it, it kind of opened up this different portal of uh exploring my identity a, a bit deeper and by me not having that connection to my father. Um, And not knowing that biological side, I started exploring uh, my ancestry and DNA and wanting to go deeper into the continent, because I also realized, you know, the media's portrayal of the continent isn't what we see when we go over there. So I wanted to make sure that I was uh, presenting Africa, the real Africa, uh, the new Africa, or you know, Africa as I know it. And, and make sure that those images get out there. And then it shifted to with me going deeper and exploring West Africa, bringing more people along. And that was the birth of my business and my brands. And it, and it just started from there.
2: Now,
1: let me ask you, you know, you get your, your title and, you know, you let people know how you got your title did your title come with land or, you know, did you let people know too, did you marry into, you know, a tribe so you got the title and did you get a citizenship and our residency? Cause so many people ask me, you know, how do you get those things so we can hold on to our land? And I'm like, it might not mean anything in Ghana because you can still only hold on to it for 99 years, even if you are a citizen, you know. But if you come to Freetown, Sierra Leone, Salon Bobo over here, so you know I'm representing y'all, you know, you can have your land and have it forever as the law states. state. So did you marry into your title? How did you get it? And, and what's your status, if you would be so kind to share, as far as being a resident or a possibly, you know, citizen of a country? That
0: is a great, great question. And actually, this is my first time actually answering these questions on a public platform. So no, I'm not married. <laughs> I did not marry into a kingdom. Um, as a traditional African ruler, um, I was asked and um, with me, with them asking, there's protocol. They have to, uh, talk to the elders. They have to do rituals to make sure that I'm the, the appointed one. Um, you know, really with, with the appointment, it was just, I like to say it was divine. I was there. I've been doing the work and and not even in that region. I have to definitely say that, but, um, with my trips, And bringing people to the continent, um, doing business development into the continent and philanthropic work, um, it's just like, you know, those bricks have been laid. I have been working on assignment. And ultimately, it just kind of led to this role. um, And it did come with some land um, so that I can develop, right? And also, I have to have a palace. (laughs) Um, Approached that yet. My title is very, very new. Um, I spent a lot of time in Ghana, spent a lot of time in West Africa. So I do know that that is the trajectory that we're going down. Okay.
1: Okay. And because, you know, Ghana was one of the first States um, in the last uh, almost decade to say, Hey, you guys, not just to return home, but people were, you know, people got their citizenship or 124 and more and more and there's over 5,000 of us you know they say from the diaspora just you know hanging out and you know relocating and it's like awesome awesome i haven't been to ghana yet but um it sounds like cameroon it sounds like sierra leone it sounds like it's a little more advanced than um you know has some um more advanced systems but um with being you know with the the palace people are going to be looking at you hitting you up saying hey how do i when is the palace going to be built and can i get a room can i help you out can you talk about when you're in africa how you're looked at sometimes as a paycheck walking through the door you know you are a beautiful woman And you think all these men are going to probably, you know, wish me off my feet and have bride price offers, which I know they have with you. Right. (laughs) It's a it's a gift. But the fact that wherever you go from the airport to the wherever people are looking at you to help them. And now you have a title as queen. So now how do you say no and manage that? Because you'll go broke. I don't care how much money one has. If you were to help everybody. You know, so give us your, the game on
0: that, you know. You know, I, I like to think of it as as a world traveler. I've been to 55 plus countries. I don't think it's a dynamic thing with the continent of, of going to an area that is built around tourism and people hustling and, um, you know, trying to get additional money so that they can live right. Um, so one of the things that I do is... Um, you know, I, I often it's a no, you know, but uh, I try to think on a on a broader scale when it comes to like making an impact and creating systems so that that doesn't happen. Because I mean, it's it's really complex. You know, the media has media propaganda has did a, a, an amazing job of creating this image that you know Americans that you know we're uh the is the place to be. We have a substantial amount of wealth. And so when we do come, it's like, welcome home, my sister. Do you have something for me? (laughs) And so, you know, I just take it as a moment to educate and even joke. I'm like, hey, I spent my money to to come here. (laughs) You know, know, I'm on a budget over here, too. You know, we joke, but I also make sure that I tie in systems and programming that where I am patronizing locals, Um, my clothing brand was birthed. Um, off of the system of making sure that we can create sustainable systems for Africans so that they can make money. Because it's not just about the return, right? Um, Africa lost some of their best resources, not only the actual resources that are there in the soil, they lost us. And then also African parents, they raise their kids, they go to school abroad, UK, they go to school in the US, they stay there. So they're not bringing back uh, those things, those systems. So I just think of it on, on a broader broader scope and I just try to work my assignment. So if it means, you know, educating, if it means creating systems, I'm just here to do my job and make that impact. And I I don't take it as uh, a negative thing. I do like negotiating and bartering. So I'll I'll just usually try to turn it around, but um, it's not just a charitable thing. And that's one of the things with my role um, I do have a lot of people, you know, Hey queen, we need this, we need this. And, you know, the responsibility of my region is 1 million people. So I have 1 million people in need and I take that very serious. So instead of, uh, thinking about charitable things, cause I do philanthropic work, of course. Um, but it's to put systems in place that last a long time and moving forward, even with the developments that, that I'm, um, that I'm thinking about and creating right now is to create those new leaders and to create new wealth there so that they won't have a system where they're relying on territory.
1: Now, you were talking about your giving, and I would ask everybody, you know, what is your community give back that you're doing or that you would like to do in the future? So if you go a little more in detail in that, since you jumped my question and I gotta ask it, it's a signature question.
0: So um, I do clean water initiatives where we go into areas that don't have access to water or haven't had access to water in 200 years. Uh, we know one of the things that we definitely need in our life is we need water. So um, I make sure that I partner with local organizations, and we usually do it in a form of crowdsourcing. It will eventually build out because I do have a nonprofit, a new nonprofit and we'll try to go after larger sponsorships. So we bring clean water to areas. I also do sanitary napkin drives for communities of young women that are going through, uh, we do a birthright, a puberty rights ceremony, and then we try to make sure that we can supply them with one year products. And we also do the education and training to make sure that they're utilizing them right and disposing them right, because they don't have the systems in place in a lot of those communities. Um, most recently, also, we gave uh, 120 pairs of shoes to a elementary, uh, middle, and high school uh, in a village, and these children, they were using flip-flops that were donated, and some kids didn't even have shoes. They were walking to school with no shoes, so it was awesome to be able to give them um, some actual shoes that they can use, and we'll be extending that to computers. It's one of the schools that I... Uh, that I adopted. So we'll be doing a lot more with that, with that school.
1: This is beautiful. Um, Now you're a business owner and you, these perfect pictures and I guess grandmother helped you, you know, pose, I want to know when you're traveling and taking these pictures, do you have your own private photographer? Do you hire one? Um, If not, what
0: camera are you using? That is the most popular question. So when I travel, I don't have a production team by any means um, sometimes when I do have bigger business trips, when I'm hosting group tours, of course we'll we'll have media. Um, but if I'm just capturing my own images, my travel best friend, um, she's my Nazo is what, what her official title is. She's um, normally with me. I compose all of my images. If she's not with me, I'll have my Gorilla Pop, my monopod, and I'll you know put my phone or <laughs> on a tree on a rock. Or if I see someone friendly, I try to make sure that everybody else has the opportunity to capture their images as well. So I'll try to, you know, look, would you like me to take your picture and then take their picture. They'll see it. They'll, you know, be blown away. And then I'm like, can you you take mine, please? And I know I can get my shot um, in, in a few seconds. It doesn't take me a million tries. So um, it's really easy. <laughs> it's really
1: easy. I heard one of my, my my listeners and they're like, hold on, I need more because I'm looking at her stuff and it's, it's too, this is, uh, what photography class, what filter are you using?
0: Because yeah, you, you got the sauce. So most of the photos that I post are all from my cell phone and I am a Samsung Galaxy girl. Um, team Android, <laughs> and most of those images are from my cell phone. Sometimes when I travel, I do travel with my Canon. Um, it's a 60D, but honestly, it usually takes a lot more work for me to, you know, extract those images. Sometimes my images are published. I've been very fortunate to have them published in Essence and other publications, so I try to usually make sure I can capture a higher quality. So some of the pictures are in my camera as well. But it's just it, it's all composition. Um, I think I just have a natural eye. I tell people I I see photogenically. So I, I don't know. It's just I guess it's one of my gifts.
1: And you definitely you definitely have it. And you and I are going to talk off air because uh, I'm going to be trying to recruit you, and, uh, and, and 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 do some work. And I want people to you know to get this get this game and go we. I'm going to tell you even more, but, you know, we've taken groups of 30 using clients to Africa and you see how that changes lives. Um, how do you navigate, you know, taking all these people who had all their baggage, all their hurt, all their trauma, all their drama, and then they come to Africa and they say, wow, not does everyone just look like me, but some of the things that I'm chastised that I do in America are normal here, you know, and and it can be very high level things. And it can be very, you know, low brow things where, you know, you have men who are lame, who at 11 o'clock every night, they're watching someone who's single say, how do you get married? Right. Um, and they're, they're taking advice from people who haven't done the work. And here you are trying to declutter all that nonsense to say, no, your money doesn't make you high value. no. Your, you know, your position doesn't make you, you know, a uh, royal, you're royal by your bloodline. You are enough because God made you. How do you declutter all that? Do you have a team of psychologists, psychologists, therapists to just get all that off of them so they can enjoy their trip?
0: So I'm a psych minor, so I, I like to <laughs> lead with that and really, um, I go into it with the educators hat on. One of the biggest things I can say that's been a game changer when you're taking um, big groups and the, the largest group that I've taken was 100. And so that's managing a lot of people's feelings, like, you know, their baggage. And I always say people, you know, when they're packing their bags with with their clothes, they're packing their problems and everything else. And for some reason, because I've hosted trips all over the world, it's really, I, I realize it's very heightened with the trips to Africa, um, because it just opens up a portal to so many other emotions. So one of the things that I did from a business perspective, just to kind of help save myself and my sanity and also give people the best opportunity, the best experience there, because I didn't want it to come muddled, is we do pre-trip calls and um, we go over like intro, in, um, intro, cultural competencies, where we kind of break down those things, those predispositions. Uh, We talk about the money matters. We talk a little bit about dating. Um, I also have a dating community. Um, So a lot of those topics come up anyway. So it allows me the opportunity from, since I spend a lot of time on the ground, um, I'm able to, I feel like I'm able to make a, a clean assessment and give people tools of how to navigate that. So that way, if we can be more proactive, with addressing those things, you know, even when it comes to like, women are asking like, you know, freaking out, how do I wear my hair? You know, how hot is it? Do I do I pack wigs? You know, do I get braids or, you know, um, there there's so many questions and nuances that comes with it. So we do a series of calls uh, with our clients prior to the departure and hope to get all of those things or most of those things on the table. And then when we're on the ground, um, when we're doing the tours I work with local tour providers uh, we always make sure that we patronize local and black businesses globally so we're doing that education throughout our programming as well
1: how much does it piss you off I've known I know you made posts um, on your Instagram that because you are taking flawless pictures beautiful pictures you you know your team beautiful women. Um, that people would think, oh, we got another escort. Oh, we got another. Oh, she's in. Where is she at with some some? What man is she with? And this and that. Uh, how, how much is that that piss you off? Because I know I've been in boardrooms where people are talking about it. Like, hey, Kellen, can we give this person money? Are they on the up and up? And you're like, why wouldn't they be? Because what they're, you know, for per- <laughs> you know, what is it? Please tell me. <laughs> you know, and they don't want to say because they don't want to be sued, right? But right. um. Talk, talk about that, how it is to be attractive to, you know, 99.9% of the population and having to deal with that and having to prove yourself that, yes, I am a real business owner um, and not the kind that you would, you know, love for me to be because of your own mindset and how warped it is.
0: Well, I think, um, you know, it, it, it I, I don't, I don't let a lot of things get to me where I can, where I really internalize it, right? Um, It is definitely annoying because of social media. You do have uh, women that, you know, they go on vacations and they get trips sponsored by men. And I I have nothing against what people um, choose to do. I'm not one of them. Um, I think once people meet me outside of the photos, um, it's instantly turned off especially when I'm operating in a space of business as soon as we start engaging um it goes away of course, you may get some flirtation, but then people know like, oh well, you know this lady is she does own a business you know I, I definitely try to lead with that and i you know I like to have fun and and go out as well, but um I always say you know, God gave me a natural um deterrent of things like that. I'm very statuous. I'm six feet tall. So it kind of you know negate you know it kind of deters people from being too aggressive or you know give me too much too many problems. So I,
1: I, <laughs> I don't know how you get out of Africa or Italy not with uh two husbands because you know how aggressive it can be. Right? Oh, they, yeah. they
0: definitely try. They definitely try. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. The now, now, influencer life, and I, and I'm going to going more into this when we go off air. But I've noticed, you know, Instagram. Okay, great. But what about YouTube or TikTok? I don't think I saw. You know, saw that.
0: I am horrible with social media, and it's actually on my goals to become better with uh, posting. Honestly, most of the content that I have never even gets to make it to Instagram. Um, I, and I have so many videos, as many pictures as I take, I actually take video too. So I just started this week, sending it over to my uh, assistant and they're helping edit those videos. I do have a TikTok. I try to use the same name. I've been Six Wonder for 10 years now. So I use the same name across the board. My TikTok is really lame. Um, You know, I don't really have the song and dance in me. (laughs) So I'm just trying to navigate these uh, these platforms and, and make sure that I shift it too. Because when I got on Instagram, it was just about my love for the art and my love for pictures. It was a dumping ground for me to share my photos. And um, moving into that influencer space, I have to make sure that I'm honoring that role with also educating people as well. And before, I, I think I just divided it. It was just like, okay, I'm taking the pictures and I am i wasn't here really to necessarily give information because I wasn't working in that space yet. And to me at the time, it seemed like it, it took the fun away. You know, I'm just here to post my cute picture and, you know, be out <laughs> and, and now, um, I hold a greater responsibility in making sure that I'm sharing the information that I know. So there will be uh, more YouTube's coming. There will be TikToks this year, soon, like within the next few weeks.
1: Awesome, awesome. I want to. I want you to let people know the best way that they can check out all your businesses because you guys, from travel to clothing to you know cosmetics. She has it going on. You know, I almost thought maybe her first name might've been her last name. Like, man, this woman is doing it so much. She might be a Kennedy, but Johnson has a good reputation too. You know, don't forget Bob Johnson and all the other Johnsons that have done great things, but let the people know where they can find you.
0: The best way to uh, get to all of my uh, businesses and content is to utilize my Linktree link and it's Linktree forward slash Kennedy Johnson.
1: You guys have got
0: the game.
1: You've been blessed by it. Make sure if you do nothing else, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or again, our latest partners at AYB Radio, African Young Voices Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone, you share this with somebody, it will
0: change their life. Thank you for coming on, Kennedy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
2: Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand? or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com.